Welcome to Let's Talk About It, where we talk about the it's that no one wants to talk about. We are question-based and conversation-driven. Hi, my name is Olaju Anosier. Hi, my name is Paola Camacho. Thanks for hanging out with us two immigrants who have a whole lot to say and a whole lot to learn. Hi, friends. Welcome to Let's Talk About It, whatever it is. My name is Olajuru. And I'm Paula. And we are about to start a new series. So if you are new here, welcome, 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 welcome. If you are old here, thanks for sticking around with us. We (laughs) are very glad you continue to come back each week. And this week, we are starting a series on courageous conversations. We will get into that. But first, our serious question. Take it away, Paula. Okay, my serious question for you, Leisure. <laughs> I know the answer to this, but I want the audience to learn more about you. Are you a morning person or a night owl? I'm a morning person, I think, because usually I'm surrounded by people who aren't morning people. But I don't get grumpy at night. So, like, I can stay up at night. And I did stay up at night, especially during my early teens. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) I I would say that I am a morning person in terms of it doesn't take me very much to get going in the morning. And I'm usually really bubbly and like, hello. Whereas a lot of my friends, now that I'm thinking about it, are very much not morning people. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. They put up with me. So that's good, I guess. I have a funny story about that, actually. Go ahead and tell it. <laughs> so, Alicia and I have been friends. Alicia and I have been friends since first year university, but we weren't roommates until second year. So, I mean, she didn't know I wasn't a morning person until second year when we became roommates, and she would wake up in the morning <laughs> in the morning and be so happy and be like, "Good morning," and I'd be like, "Morning." <laughs> And for the first little while, Olaju thought <laughs> that I was just mad at her. But then she quickly realized I, was just, I just wasn't a morning person. Yeah, and then it used to make me mad because I'm like, why is she mad at me already? Like, I literally did nothing this morning. Like, can't you just say good morning in a way that you're actually happy to see me in the morning? Like, waking up in the morning is a gift. And I would just, like, go into this whole thing in my head. And I'm like, whatever, it doesn't matter. And I would say, fine, I'm not going to say good morning the next day. But I, like, couldn't help myself. I'd, like, wake up the next morning and be like, good morning. And she'd still be like, good morning. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> hey, in my defense, I'm just not. Hey, but I have changed, honestly. Well, I don't know if I'm, like, happy in the morning. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy to be up at six. But I certainly am better at getting up and getting things done in the morning. Well, before I wasn't. But anyways, that's getting sidetracked. So please <laughs> share with you, if with me your serious question. Okay, Paula, here is my serious question for you. <laughs> Would you rather have a time machine or a teleporter? Ooh, Big question. Big question. Good question, too. Why, thank you. Big machine. (laughs) (laughs) Big machine. Mm. Big machine. Time machine, I mean. Um, I want to say time machine. I don't know why. I feel like that's just... Yeah. And time machine is is my choice. Why? (laughs) I don't know. The why is the key reason. (laughs) 
Uh, well, I don't know. I guess what it does a time machine work for <laughs> to take you back in time. <laughs> uh, so I think I don't know. So I could have the luxury of going back and forth <laughs> between time, you know, and see things that I hadn't seen or wouldn't have the chance because you know you get one life. Um. That's true. I might, yeah. So, like, go back, going back to, like, specific events in the past and being able to, like, see it, that'd be super cool. Um, but, yeah, I think that's my choice. Good choice. You know what? I, I, I can get behind that. There's a lot of logic in it. So, thank you. Show- thank you for sharing with me and the people. I chose logic <laughs> today. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to the more serious part of this conversation, I guess. What do you mean the more serious part? The serious question is the serious part. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, as I said at the beginning, we are starting a new series on Courageous Conversations. And as we kind of look into the, I guess, December month, November month, it's holiday season for a lot of people. And holiday season, especially I think with the way our country is right now in North America, Canada, um, the U.S. Yes, there are more countries in North America, but I'm speaking specifically of Canada and U.S. (laughs) (laughs) We tend to have a lot of things to fight about or to say, I can't talk to you about this because you believe about that. I mean, Let's think about the types of reactions that are bubbling up inside us when I say things like mask, no mask, vaccine, no vaccine, liberal, mm-hmm. conservative, uh, gun control, no gun control, relationship, no relationship. Like there's literally so many things that come mm-hmm. up when I say those words. You probably, as you're listening, have a lot of different associations that are coming to mind for you. And we want to dive into what does it look like to have conversations about some of these types of topics as we're seeing our families and having interactions with them in a way that is actually constructive and in a way that is actually going to allow us to spend quality time with our family members instead of just fighting about things. Yeah, that's right. That could let you say, I think. I think every every year I would say there are those times around it, those moments around the holidays where people can experience a little bit of discomfort. We have certain members of their families around them just because of this type of things that you just don't want to address, right? Um, and especially this year, if we are real and we are honest, I think there is a lot of political tension. There is a lot of things that Olegio already mentioned that it just feels like... Uh, I can love you, but I will love you from a distance. And we just much rather not talk about it because it's going to get hated or things like that. <sighs> but the thing is, like, I don't know. I feel like in a way to pretend like it's not there, <laughs> it's not healthy either. <laughs> like you can drag that for so long, but it starts to build up in the inside of you and just like, 
like there is so much weight in that that once you speak your truth and once you speak your point or your perspective um it will it will make things better for you because uh, yeah i think in a way like when it comes to this type of conversation sometimes the, like the other person doesn't even know that this is what you've been feeling and what you you think uh, what your perspective is right and so like you spend all your energy and all your time thinking about like why they're making you so mad and what they did and how they did you wrong or whatever but they don't really have a clue of what's going on so like it doesn't bother them right like they go about their days just fine and while you are letting this consume your energy and like i say it's just so much energy waster but That's kind of why we wanted to have this or start this conversation about what it's like to have a courageous conversation. Um, Yeah, how can we be better going forward? Mm -hmm. I just wanted to speak to your point about how it grows. And I think (laughs) part of the reason, too, that can be something that can be a barrier to us wanting to have those conversations is the idea or conflict or difference of opinion feels so big that we don't know how to approach it or we don't know it's too it feels like it's more work to actually try to address the issue than to just leave it there and yet it continues to create space between yourself and the people that you love or the people that you're around and I think also what Another thing that makes it difficult to bring out these conversations is that we kind of connect ourselves to the topic on a there's a often a personal a personal piece to the topic that the issue is not just some objective separate issue about a thing that we think is good or bad, but it's it's part of our value system. And so when you now have conversations that are butting heads on the topic of politics, healthcare, money making, mm-hmm. whatever you want to put in there. Yeah. We're actually we actually feel like we're attacking each other's value systems and that's where the hurt comes and so it's, sometimes it's just easier to avoid it. Exactly. I don't know if th- I mean in a way it does. Um I recently was listening to this podcast and they were talking about like how you address conflict and things like, or how you ad- you can address things that others have done that hurt you. And one of the points that they made that I thought it was so important is like, to the like the people that you love, you have to believe the best of them, regardless, right? Like you have to believe that they love you, and you have to believe that regardless of what their point of view is and what their perspective is in certain topics ultimately they love you right um and i i think there is um i think it was taylor swift actually one time in an interview she said something of like i had like she said something along the lines of like i've had learned like when it comes to relationships there is no point in fighting when ultimately we are both playing for the same thing right and that's the thing Obviously, like, yeah, there is hurt and there is pain um, that sometimes people can cause others. But when it comes to, you know, people who you love and you care for, you have to realize kind of that you are playing for the same thing, that you, you, you want what's the best for the other. 
And yeah, your perspectives may look different, but you can agree to disagree. And hopefully we'll get into conversing about that idea too of what does it actually look like to agree to disagree? Because (laughs) often I know for myself, even if I'm speaking with somebody who has a different opinion from me on something that I think is a super important issue, uh, let's talk about the idea of racism, right? Or anti-racism work. And I think it's such an important part of my of what I stand for and what I think is important. And somebody I'm having a conversation with does not think that in any particular way at all. It's hard for me to agree to disagree because I think that the topic that I'm talking about directly pertains to my well-being. And if I say that it's okay for this person to not agree on the importance of being an anti-racist or the importance of checking and using our privilege to benefit the people around us who don't have that same level of privilege, I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice. And I think maybe something that comes into there is how do we hold, how do we not allow the other person's disagreement to what's the word i'm looking for to negate the validity of our own understanding and that can go two ways it's difficult too because that means that how can the other person that we disagree with uh how can they listen to us and not allow our perspective to negate their own understanding and sometimes understandings need to be changed so there's a whole lot of tension in that idea yeah um like i don't know if i really want to get into this today but i remember last year for example later for you and i it's it's not often that we disagree (laughs) like we're good at it well no that's not true we do disagree sometimes but we are good at you know, like, okay, I respect that. <laughs> I respect it. I respect your perspective, but this is how I think. But last year, there was a moment. I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about. But, you know, you said that to me. You say, you know, we can agree to disagree. And when these things happen, like, I, at least for me, I was like, oh, like, it's so hard. Like, I'm struggling with this. Like, you know, and I had to go back to the fact of, like, you know we you're right we can agree to disagree and and the and the bottom of it is we love each other <laughs> and we may have a different perspective right now but you know like i had to remember ultimately we love each other and yeah we may not see eye to eye on this one but um so like it's that idea of like okay but like you may not agree today but like you love each other and so how can you move forward? How can you have these courageous conversations and get in a place of discomfort? Because that's what a courageous conversation would look like. Get outside of your little bots and get in a place of discomfort. And we often don't want to do that because we just don't want to be wrong. We just don't want to say the wrong thing. And we just don't want to look like we don't know what we're talking about. But I think that's the issue with everything. That sometimes we have to be that person that is like honest and real and say you know I don't know but I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to 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 listen and I'm gonna be quick to listen and slow to speak um but yeah that reminds me actually of 
something I heard this week and the person who said this it really really stuck with me and they said something along the lines of I don't need you to be careful in terms of tiptoeing and and not saying anything and not addressing me as a person or not having a particular conversation I need you to be thoughtful and that really stuck with me because that idea of thoughtfulness still being courageous in that you take the time to assess the situation assess the conversation topic assess potentially what the other person is thinking or where they're coming from assess where you're coming from and then make a decision accordingly with humility and still recognizing that even after you've thought through these particular aspects of whatever you're about to do you could still be wrong and you could still be doing something that is hurtful to another person unknowingly but it's that idea of actually taking the time to think about it and thus step forward into it than being afraid and not doing anything and making it seem as though there's no element of of understanding there and so I think part of that idea of having a courageous conversation is being willing to a own your part in the encounter that you're having and know that okay if I made this person uncomfortable and they voice that rather than deny their uncomfortability own it and say okay yeah that was me that was my bad I'm sorry but this is where I'm coming from how can we now address this together and be walking into the conversation understanding that things are already going to be awkward and they are understanding that things might be awkward it may not specifically be awkward because sometimes we build things up in our head and then we actually go in yep. and do the thing and it's not what we built up in our head mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. but i think those elements of of walking into a conversation allow us to walk in with humility and understand this is where i'm coming from this is what i'm trying to achieve here but i could be wrong and and maybe that's okay yeah no totally agree with that <laughs> i think i think i learned over the years that avoiding it it's not gonna take you anywhere really but like you said, addressing it is, is the best thing you can do, as as uncomfortable as it may look and as it may seem. So then, Paulo, I want to ask a question of you. What are some of the things that you don't like to talk about? I think I often avoid talking about how people made me feel or like if something made me upset. Like, obviously, I've worked on it <laughs> and I got better at it, but I usually just kind of avoid it and hide it underneath the rug and pretend like it didn't happen. But if, on the other hand, which I think is so contradicting, I do like to, to, like, if I know I did something and I know it hurt the person, like, I like to, I like to address it, right? But when it comes to others hurting me in a way or whatever, I just deal with the feeling (laughs) and then I move on. It's not often that I'm like, okay, that actually hurt me, which is like, People who actually know me really well will see through me and they'll be like, okay, I know there's something wrong, but like people often don't. Like, you know, I'm really good at just like working my feelings through it and, and moving on. What about you? What are some of the things you don't like to talk about? I think there's a lot of things I don't like to talk about and that's part of why this podcast was created so that we could actually yeah. create a space to talk <laughs> so about I was like, them. I don't know, a specific <laughs> thing? <laughs> uh, I think... Mm. for myself i 
yeah, I think uh, conflict avoidance is, is something that I too am kind of working on because I think I have all of these internal conversations in my head that are just perfect and are very heated when I'm angry and I just go through them in my head, but I never actually say them out loud. And then I get frustrated because I feel like the person doesn't understand where I'm coming from or what I'm thinking about or whatever the thing may be. And then I just kind of ruminate on it. And then there's that question of why don't you just actually talk about your feeling here or your understanding here or your perspective here or whatever it may be and yeah then I'm just then I feel guilty about that and it's a whole spiral so I think that's <laughs> definitely one of the things I don't like to talk about um I think also a lot of the stuff that we have actually taken time to talk about on this podcast have been some of the things I have been walking in working to have been working to build courageous conversation right we had Mm -hmm. that one series that was talking about faith and i think Mm -hmm. having and fostering conversation around faith and and different understandings and different questions that come with faith was definitely helping to helping me and myself to become more courageous about that or you know sometimes when you find yourself in a conversation where everybody else thinks one thing and you think the other and then you're mm. kind of like well i don't want to say that i don't yeah, yeah, agree yeah. with all these people so i'm just <laughs> gonna sit here and be silent about it so i think yeah. we all kind of have those those moments right it's just learning to know when do i speak up and what do i say and hopefully we can talk about that this series that's true i was laughing as you were speaking because i just think about our friendship <laughs> I think our friendship is great practice for me when it comes to have courageous conversations. Like I mentioned before, like I usually like avoid saying like that hurt me. <laughs> when it comes to a leisure, I'm not so worried about saying it. I'm usually like, yeah, that actually wasn't very nice. <laughs> We're really good at picking up with the other person is, is, is feeling some type of way. And we just say it as plain as it is. <laughs> and yeah (laughs) i think that's because we've come from a place of not saying anything and seeing how toxic that is for us because y'all listening there have been times where we would both be upset about something and not talk about it and we both know that we're both upset about the thing but it just seems like too much work to actually bring it up so we're trying to think in our minds well if we just don't talk about it it'll go away but because we're both thinking it we're both reacting to each other from the from what we're thinking about and then it just becomes a mess and we don't talk to each other for days and that's weird because we talk to each other every day so we've kind of learned how to approach those conversations and say okay and we use i statements this is what i think this is what this is how i received what you said or what you did this is how i see it from my perspective Mm -hmm. i'm telling you this because i have been thinking this it made me feel this way and we leave it there and then we leave space for the other person to now come and say okay i sensed xyz was going on this is how i saw it this is why i said what i said or mm-hmm. um, this is why I approached it this way. I wasn't intending to hurt you, but I know that I did. I'm sorry. 
So we don't, we accept where we're both coming from. We don't negate the feelings or the perspective of either person, but we own our responsibility in the piece of where the conflict happened. I think where it could be really problematic is if we came to a point where we said, oh, okay, well, I guess you felt hurt that way because of how you perceived it but I didn't I didn't do it like that or that didn't happen so I don't know what you want me to do if we approach it from that perspective (laughs) we would not be friends anymore (laughs) yeah no it's true you know one time my brother said to me like I was apologizing to him and then I say I'm sorry I did that but I did it because this and it and I list some reasons and he said he said you know Paula when you apologize and then you proceed to tell me why you did it, the way you did it, then you're not really apologizing. I was like, oops, <laughs> big lesson there. But like, you're right. Um, yeah, I guess our friendship in a way is an example of having courageous conversations and how far we have got. <laughs> it's not always been like this, people. We had how many years of friendship before we got here? <laughs> but we, I think we are become very good at it. And we still have hiccups and we still have moments where we're oh, yeah. still trying to figure out <laughs> well we're just like yeah, passive aggressive that's another thing <laughs> passive aggressiveness we both are passive aggressive or we both oh, can yeah. be passive aggressive and so we have to check ourselves sometimes and sometimes we call each other out too but we have that foundation right if you have that foundation with the person then it's okay to call them out and say hey that was like kind of passive aggressive <laughs> Uh, yeah but it's all about the you know the foundation of the relationship that you have with uh with the person i guess the last thing i want to ask you about paula as we wrap up this conversation is what does it look like to create brave space because people may not know as they're listening but courageous or courage has been a word for you this year an anchoring word this year so could you share with all of us listening to you what that journey has been like for you so far and then also what you think is important for creating brave space for the person who is being brave and for the person who is being invited into that space hmm yeah let's just write courage courage has been a uh, I think the foundation of everything that I've done moving <laughs> through the year. Um, yeah, for a little bit of background, I, <laughs> you know, I was when, when I was talking to a lady and I was like, uh, we were talking about the word of the year or things like that, and God showed me that my word of the year was gonna be courage, and then I was like, okay, well, let me do some research on what being courage, courageous means. And courageous is that idea of essentially doing things that are like, again, out of your comfort zone and things that make you feel like you're not in control in a way, right? But I think, I think that how I seen or how I have become better at it is understanding that me being courageous is not just about me. Like, there's a lot more people who will be impacted by my courage to step up and do the things that feel, like, so out of my comfort zone and so out of 
my league in a way, I guess. Yeah, so it's just that idea of like, okay, if I'm brave, if I step out and do and say the things that I don't necessarily want to say because I would, I would rather just be quiet, then it would either like it will inspire somebody or it will impact, I don't know, somebody to, to realize that what they have to say too is important. So yeah, I think when I, when it comes to these courageous conversations and with the, yeah, all these things about courage, is that is is realizing that being courageous is not just about you, but um, but also about others and who you will inspire. And the thing about that is like you have to realize that everybody has uh, has that power to inspire others. Everybody has a level of influence, right? Because it's like, oh, why do I need to have this courageous conversation if I just I don't know, I just work at Walmart. <laughs> but like the thing is regardless of where you are in life regardless of what you do with your life regardless of what you love to do in your free time you do have a level of influence in in the people and the community around you so it is important to have these courageous conversations it it sets you well for the future and it it helps people be better and realize where they're lacking and what mistakes they're making but yeah I think that's the essence of it. Just understanding that, yeah, it will cause, cause discomfort. It will make you blush if you are that kind of person to blush when things are like uncomfortable. Like a dear friend of ours who probably is listening to this because she's a real deal here. She's a number one fan. <laughs> she is. Shout out. Uh, you know who you yep. are. You know who you are. <laughs> so if it causes you discomfort, you will blush. <laughs> uh, but again, it. Uh, the thing about that is, like, if you're having a conflict, it can only like it can't get worse than it already is. If you speak your truth and you say, "Okay, this is what I think, and this is how I see it," you also need to let your guard down. If that makes sense. You can't just go into a courageous conversation with, you know, build a wall. Like you need to let the wall down to in order to have these conversations. You you can't just go in there being like, you were wrong because you did this and did that and did that. And that's where I'm mad. <laughs> Pastor Rich Wilkerson, one time I listened to him and he's telling the story of how like, him and his wife were having an argument and they haven't hadn't talked for like three days or whatever. And then he comes home and and he's like so angry and so ready to like pick a fight. And then he walks into the house and just he's just like so mad. And his wife was like, hey, I think. And he was just so ready to say, yeah, like, and he's like, she's like, I think I was wrong and I'm sorry. And he say at that point, that was like, What? <laughs> you weren't supposed to say that you were supposed to argue with me and I was supposed to say this and this and that <laughs> and so like you know in a sense that makes people like wait what but in a way you also like if the other person is apologizing and saying you know I was wrong like I'm sorry I feel like then you will be like you will be able to recognize it okay yeah I was wrong too and I myself have been exercising that quite often nowadays. But I'm like, I can be mad and I can know deep in my heart that I'm right about this argument. But I'm going to let it go. And I'm going to say, 
hey, I'm sorry what I, for what I did. And then it will only drive the other person to say, you know what, I accept your apology and I'm sorry I did that too. And it helps you to start the conversation, the courageous conversation that is so hard to start sometimes. Thank you, Paula. Those were excellent. I think something that stood out to me and what you said is the reciprocity and you know, stepping out, allowing the space for that person to say what they have to say and reciprocating a level of understanding. And we know mm-hmm. that sometimes you have conversations with people and you're actually not sorry or you actually do feel that they're wrong and all of those things. But at the end of the day, we have to ask, what is the posture of our own hearts? And how are we walking away from the encounter? Thank you, friends, for listening to this introductory episode. We are very excited to journey with you on yet another series here at Let's Talk About It, whatever it is. And we are so excited to see kind of what comes out of this and what you all have to say about it, your own stories and your own perspectives. So we will talk to you later Thanks for listening. Adios, amigos. This is Oledra Nozier. This is Paula Camacho. And we're signing out for Let's Talk About It, whatever it is. If you would like to stay in contact with us, you can visit our website at www.letstalkaboutitpod.com or send us a quick email at host at letstalkaboutitpod.com. We're also on all social platforms, on Facebook and Instagram at the Let's Talk About It Pod. And on Twitter at the capital L-T-A lowercase I-T pod. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.